0: This is Beth Bruno, and you're listening to The Fierce and Lovely Podcast. If you're looking for the voices of strong women with tender hearts who are engaging issues that impact us all, but especially young women, this new series is for you. When COVID started, I paused the podcast and started a monthly membership community for women raising tween and teen girls. Each month we entered into our own stories and our daughter's glory through a relevant topic, teens face. I interviewed experts and released them in this private group. And now you get to hear them too. Stay tuned for a lineup of wise thought leaders. I can't wait. Well, women, this month you meet the uh, final member of the Bruno family, my husband, Chris, who is joining me today to talk about relationships with dad and not just your daughter's relationship with her father or even the male figure in her life who plays the role of dad, but what is your job? What is our job, our role as moms to help cultivate a stronger relationship with that father figure. And so Chris, as a founder of Restoration Project, which is a ministry all about equipping um, dads to be better dads, men to be um, stronger fathers, and the author of the Man Maker Project, um, Boys Are Born, Men Are Made, about the rites of passage he did with our son, Aiden. I just knew that he would be the one to speak into this for us. And so he and I are going to try and have this conversation for you um, on screen about relationship with dad. So Chris, let's, yeah. let's just dive in with probably maybe the most, I don't know, intuitive question. Of why is dad even important? Mm-hmm. And you know, I say that the majority of, of women of, in our community um, probably know that and mm-hmm. would agree with that. But I know that that's not necessarily the case for all, that there might be some who are Um, strained in a strained relationship right Mm -hmm. now with um, their daughter's dad or separated or divorced um, Mm -hmm. or might be thinking, I don't want her to have anything to do with him. So convince me that dads (laughs) are important. I I just, there is a spectrum and and that's okay. Wherever mom falls on that spectrum, but let's start with giving kind of some Mm -hmm. context for actually this is important and why.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm so glad to be here and thank you for the invitation. So when we think about the design of a family, there is the design of mother and father and that there is something unique about what mothers offer their children and something unique about what fathers offer their children. And so really when we think about what's the importance of of dad, it's really that there, there must be something important because it actually takes two to tango, right? It takes two to make a family and the uniqueness is i think that uh, can a father bring some level of mothering yes can a mother bring some level of fathering yes but i think there's some you know definite things that fall within within dad and within mom for the for the kids that we need to make sure that we're passing on it. and so i want to say like in an ideal perfect world the the man of the the, the father is going to be the one to father the children But I also want to say that men are designed by God to father. And so if the actual dad of the child is not available or present, that there are other men that can step into that place to father the children as well. Mm -hmm. So uncles, friends, grandparents, uh, brothers, right? Those kinds of people can also be there. So if there isn't an actual, if dad's not in the picture, there's the potential for other men to step in and father where he has left off.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And that I think is really important to recognize that fathering can happen. Fathering the way that I talk about it, that fathering is a verb or father is a verb. Uh, and then it's, it's sometimes uses a noun. Like I, I am a father. That's a noun, but really to father is the bringing of that masculine essence, that masculine substance and offering that to the world,
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. offering
1: that to our kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what girls are desiring from dads, especially tween and teen girls. I know mm-hmm. that relationship shifts mm-hmm. um, around this age. And so what are they desiring and what's at stake?
1: Well, to talk about that, I need to first talk about what is uh, father hunger and what then could become a father wound. So very briefly, every one of us is born into the world with a hunger for our fathers. And I think if, you, if we're honest with ourselves, even as grown adults right now, there's still something in me that longs for the words, the eyes, the blessing, the presence of my dad. Uh, and whether or not I received that as a child is irrelevant to my hunger. It's actually, I just have a hunger for it. And and I think all moms, all dads, all children have that same kind of hunger and that's normal and natural and good. I think that's God given, right? That that we come into the world having a father hunger. So, uh, but what happens is when that father hunger is either not fed or there is some level of Uh, violence, abuse in the situation with the child, that's when it becomes, goes from father hunger to a father wound. And our kids carry around within within them and and we carry around within us a father wound when we we have that lack or when we have that kind of violence in our past. And, And when I say violence, it can be actual overt violence, but it can also be covert violence. It can be you know, just snide words or yelling. It doesn't have to be physical violence or sexual violence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, to answer your question, father hunger is something that our children are going to have. Our teen and twin girls are going to have their entire lives. It just shifts in how we're going to feed them. Mm. Right. So the father hunger of the the five-year-old is going to be different than the father hunger of the 15-year-old. And I'll just put it in these terms, really the father hunger of the five-year-old is more of a parent hunger. And I think that us moms and dads, we can feed that in some ways, uh, right, and and kind of fill in for each other. But there does come a time in the, you know, teen-tween years, both for boys and for girls, where that father hunger needs to be fed a little differently. Mm -hmm. And particularly with the girls, it is a shift from her being a child to her being a young woman Mm. and how a man engages with a child is different than how a man engages with a young woman. And so she still needs him in those, in in that feed my father hunger, but she needs him to engage in uh, more of a parental role and more of it into more of an honoring role Mm. that it shifts into, I'm going to honor you as a young woman. I'm going to be with you in ways that uh, I want you to be with other men, right? So there's, there's a shift there that Mm -hmm, happens. mm
0: -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about for mom, like what's come up for me as you're Mm -hmm. talking about this, we all have our own stories of our, of our own father. And so for many of us um, women, we still have a father hunger that is not being, fed or satiated, mm-hmm. we have our own woundings. Mm-hmm. And I think lack, you mentioned lack or violence, lack is probably far, what oh, far more of far us more have. And so we're entering into this conversation, recognizing that mm-hmm. there's story present mm-hmm. and there's a father story mm-hmm. present. Mm-hmm. And so how can, before we even talk about how mom can help cultivate a deeper relationship between dad and her daughter, what does mom need to be aware of? and attuned to in her own mm-hmm. father story, even prior mm-hmm. to, to moving forward in this conversation? Yeah.
1: You know, I think just the, the first thing would be you have a father story, mm-hmm. right? To <laughs> Just yeah. acknowledge that that is present and it's always mm-hmm. present in all of our parenting, mothering or fathering, it's going to be present. And so I would encourage moms to take some, take some time and some space just to reflect, like what is the father story that I hold within me? What is the father story that informs my actions? What is the father story that, that or the father wounds that I carry with me that in some ways still fester and feel like they're, they're pretty active. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that I think is really important to do, to pause and just really know your story and have some curiosity around that. Yeah. And you talk a lot about that anyway, sure. all the time with know your story.
0: Right. And it doesn't always have to be negative. I, I think of the opposite, you know, if a, if a woman has an incredible dad and these incredible memories of the way her dad was with her and is bringing that and superimposing that on her husband Mm -hmm. and and just the expectation being so high that, that her husband would be a certain kind of dad and he's not. And so there's that disappointment, that um, frustration feeling of, of, yeah. And there's our lovely train. um, (laughs) So it could be good or bad of what mom brings in. And so just being aware that that story is present.
1: Right. And I would also encourage mom to recognize that just as her father story is present with her, there is a father story present with him, the man, the father. Uh, Yeah. And to have some level of like both awareness and some compassion that uh, whether there was, you know, uh, what are the father wounds that he's carrying Mm -hmm. and that when he's stepping into fathering, he's having to step over his wound. Mm -hmm. He's having to step over that to become something that he never got. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's pretty significant, right? In, in asking a, a man to step into that, just like it is for a mom, mm-hmm. right? But to recognize that he has his own father's story. And for, do you know what that father's mm-hmm. story is? And can you recognize that when he's trying to do something, that there might be this kind of subtext of, I don't know what to do here. Or I want to do what is right, but this is what happened to me. Or like all those kinds of things are happening for him yeah,
0: yeah. and they have
1: that level of compassion.
0: So let's talk just a little bit about marriage here, like marriage, a little bit of help in a husband and wife navigating some of this conversation, maybe for the first time um, before they actually talk about parenting the, their tween teen girl. So can you just give a few kind of like safe mm-hmm. entry points? types of questions and then maybe a couple that would go deeper.
1: Yeah. Um, So I think that there's three main words that we camp out on a lot within restoration project and the men's work that I do, because they're kind of keywords that orient us to a different posture. And so the first is awareness Mm. and that awareness, right. Is let's be aware that there's something going on. So can I, as a husband be aware that there's something going on for you and you as a wife be aware that there's something going on for me and for our own selves as well. But then the second word is curiosity, right? And that curiosity is rather than having some level of judgment towards you and what might be going on for you, let me come to you with some level of curiosity, Mm -hmm. right? And have a posture of curiosity rather than a posture of judgment. And then the third is as I'm curious, can I show up with kindness? That as I see things happening in your story or vice versa, that we're we're bringing kindness to the table because we believe that kindness is actually what leads us to change. It leads us to be present with one another. It leads us to be in in relationship with one another. Mm -hmm. So awareness, curiosity, and kindness. So some questions for one another might be as simple as, you know, how would you characterize your father's story? Would you characterize it as... Uh, A story that's full of goodness and presence or would you characterize it as a story that is full of absence or distance and just simply there and then lean in with a little bit more curiosity Well, tell me more about that Mm -hmm. right. Uh, What's important for us to know as we parent our children as, as you father our children as you mother our children what's important for me to know. So that I can be with you in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. What's coming up for you and your story when you step into those
0: places? Right, right. And we might think we know some of that, right? I mean, we know each other's in-laws. We we know a, a lot of. We've witnessed a lot of the interactions, right, that our husbands or wives would have had with their fathers, for the most part. Well,
1: and I want to say we know we know those things, but I think far more we think we know, and mm-hmm. it's really good to check. Yeah. Right. Really good to check in.
0: Well, and I think what I was going to say was the, our interpretation of that story might shift based on the age of our child currently and what that's triggering, right? Right. Like a different memory of a story we've shared with our spouse before that is brought up by something that the 12 year old is encountering. Mm -hmm. Like, so as our kids age, I think our Um, awareness Mm -hmm. of our own mother and father story morphs a little bit, not that history changes, but our understanding, Understanding our view of it changes. Mm -hmm. And so continuing to ask when 12 year old Sophie does, you know, X, Y, and Z, and you respond in a certain way. And I respond in a different way. Maybe that would be the door to, to open a little and say, so when you were 12 and did that, Mm -hmm. how did your dad respond? Right.
1: Right. What was that like for you?
0: Here's how my dad responded. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious if that is happening, right. You know, if that's present right now Mm -hmm. in the way that we just handled Sophie.
1: Yeah. And in that process, right. We are being parented Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that the, the parenting of our children is actually reciprocal to where I, in those moments of our conversations can be parented and mothered in those Parts of me when I was twelve, right, mm-hmm. and and the same vice versa.
0: Unpack that just a little bit more.
1: Well, when we're taught, when we're engaging with different memories and stories from our past, right? There's certain things that we have that have locked in. From uh, you used the word interpretation just a moment ago, or understanding. Like we come to believe things about ourselves as a result of what we walk through. And when I walked through that when I was ten, all I had was the resources that I, mm-hmm. that I had as a 10 year old to come to some understanding and conclusion, some belief systems, some interpretation mm-hmm. about what that was. Well, now as a grown adult, I can look back and I might have a different interpretation, but until I look back and bring a different interpretation, mm-hmm. I will live with my 10 year old understanding. Yes. And when you're kind and you are curious and you ask those kinds of questions, I bring out my 10 year old understanding and now we can begin to do something with it. And mm-hmm. parents that 10 year old who still lives within me, right. In a little bit different way or yeah. brings some more adult reflection and understanding and freedom to the 10 year old. Mm-hmm.
0: And I talk about this mom in the mom story journey, mini course, and that's our restory healing process that right. we cover here in the counseling center. So yeah. I just wanted you to reiterate, that reiterate so that, that. Yeah. That, that's how it works. Yeah. Um, okay. So mom's story. I wanted to, to make sure we talked through that and how to address it. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's shift, unless you have anything else to say, let's shift Mm -hmm. a little bit into kind of the role that mom can play Mm -hmm. in helping to cultivate a a healthy relationship between dad and daughter. Mm -hmm. So what are some things that, where do we fall in that? I mean, we've been (laughs) focused so much, right, on intentional mothering, Mm -hmm. but how do we intentionally cultivate yeah. dad and daughter
1: yeah and this is this it's hard to answer because of some of the things that you said earlier on the the relationship between mom and dad is going to have a different answer to are you are you in a marriage that feels um, warm and close? Are mm-hmm. you in a marriage that feels cold and distant? Mm-hmm. Are you in a marriage mm-hmm. with dad? Are mm-hmm. you separated? Or like what, what is happening? So it's kind of hard to answer yeah. that in, in that sense. But I think uh, the first thing I would say is as much as possible for there to be a same page relationship where mom and dad are on the same page. And so as you are, uh, as a mom are pursuing an intentional relationship with your daughter that you're bringing your husband into that conversation as much as you can. And, and whether it's just informing him on, Hey, we're doing this thing. We're fierce and lovely. Or, we're going to go on this mother daughter date or experience just to let him know and to invite his thoughts into that process. So what do you think we should do? How should we go about this? What do you think about her, you know, becoming process as she's becoming a young woman? What just invite him into those things. And he may, May respond, he may not. But I think just that initial invitation as a as a man, as a husband, like that means just a lot to me. Mm -hmm. As you've invited me into the conversations that I'm not even a part of between you and our daughters, Mm -hmm. that I have a sense of what's happening because I love them, I love the daughters, I love you, and I love the daughters. I want to know what's happening, and and I can participate even if I'm not present in that.
0: I think that's a good point because I mean I remember my dad feeling clueless most of the time. Like Mm -hmm. it just, I wasn't going to go to him with the majority of my thoughts and concerns. And so, and my mom never really informed him. And so I picked up on enough little statements of he had no idea. And I know when you have felt out of the loop, there's been that sense of, I don't, I'm not important. I don't matter in this family dynamic and just the simple act of looping you in at the end of the day to the tears you walked in on just little things like that help you feel like you might not be front and center with her, Mm -hmm. but you love her and Mm -hmm. love us and still want to know.
1: And ultimately with the daughters, the dad does take a different, you know, plays a different part than with a son. And so ultimately I want to like platform and support you and, and make sure that my hand is on your back as we are parenting our daughters, right. That you're, what you're doing with her is like, I'm in full support of. I can't do that if I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the, one of the first parts of that. Mm-hmm. The other part of that uh, is, and this gets in a little bit to kind of male psychology. All right. And that is, we all kind of have the sense. And when I say the word nagging, I think certain things come up in, in our minds. All right.
0: I'm so curious. Okay. Going
1: with this. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Uh, and I think one of the things that often happens for guys is that requests come in and they're like, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And, you know, a lot of times there's, of course, like, I'd love to be able to do that for you or, or whatever. But when it comes to the parenting dynamic, I would encourage moms to say, Hey, to start with a, the value of what he brings to the conversation. The value of the, you know, the importance of his words or his presence or his eyes to the daughter, uh, that that we are in a united front with her, and even though he might be taking more of a second seat in some of the the parenting at a certain stage of her life, right? That you're the primary with her as far as growing her into a woman. That I'm still important, mm-hmm. and so to identify, like, hey, Dad, you're still so important. And I want you in these conversations. And so to bring him along into those conversations before you say things like, you know, Hey, I really need you to do X, Y, Z with the daughter, or, you know, when was the last time you had a father daughter date? Okay. Just that question can, can move him to a place of, well, I'm failing Mm -hmm. Uh or I'm not enough, or I'm not that important or or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that that's where I feel like it enters into uh, an invitation rather than expectation.
0: Right. So to, to be nuanced a little bit.
1: Well, it's to honor him. Mm -hmm. Right. And to honor him as a person with thoughts and, and uh, presence and not just, you know, kind of the expectations of what is he going to do?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we just, we spent January in our community talking through our vision of what 2021 is going to look like, particularly in the mother-daughter relationship. Yes. But what would it be like to, you know, if you're married to sit down and say, what do we want yes. in our individual relationships with our kids this year? How can I help facilitate that for you and vice versa? Mm-hmm. And to actually look at the year and look at the calendar. And we've done this in the past where our girls love to hike with you. Mm-hmm. And I love that you all like to hike. <laughs> and so writing, right. choosing the date like this is the day that you guys are going to leave mm-hmm. for the weekend mm-hmm. um, and looking ahead for those sorts of things. I think that's also, I mean, that's right in line with what we've been talking about yeah. of just casting a vision for a deeper relationship. But mom's really thinking through, How do I make that happen for them too? Mm -hmm.
1: And, and especially in the mother daughter relationship, because there's, there is that like, as a man, do I have a role? Do I not have a role? Where do I fit? I'm not going to have all those, you know, conversations all the body conversations, all the tearful conversations that you might be having with them. So there, there can be some level of awkwardness and, and a lot of guys go, well, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to stay out. Mm-hmm. So it does require that you are important, that invitation to say, the value is there. Will you be with me in this process? And can we make those plans?
0: Mm-hmm. And that
1: might not be all the little conversations, but you just need, here's yeah. where I need you. Here's right. where this would be helpful.
0: Right. So I think what we've talked about thus far assumes already somewhat of a good relationship between right. wife, husband and wife, father and mother, and dad and daughter. Let's talk a little bit about the strained relationship, um, particularly between dad and daughter. Mm -hmm. If there's already been, if there's some distance right now, tension, um, not closeness, Mm -hmm. coming from either or both, what are some thoughts, again, on the role of mom in helping Mm -hmm. to improve that?
1: Mm -hmm. I think one of the important parts is, and, and, and I want to be clear, again, because of violence and abuse often comes from the man, which is why I do the work that I do in helping men be the men that God designed them to be. So if there is some level of violence or abuse, it is very much, mom, protect your daughter, mm-hmm. okay, uh, and protect yourself. So I just want to be clear on that. But if there's not that overt kind of violence and abuse, uh, but there's just the strained relationship. Um, I think it's important for you as a, as a mom to kind of recognize like he doesn't know what he's doing a lot of times. And I don't want to say like, he's dumb, but he just doesn't know what to do. And that invitation back into it's like, Hey, we might not, let's just name it. We might not be well, Mm -hmm. right. Things might not be good between us. And yet we're not going to kind of triangulate her the daughter into some kind of like, all, you know, all good, all bad, Mm -hmm. right? That she, she needs both of us. And even if we're not okay, she still needs both of us Mm -hmm. as much as she can get. Mm -hmm. And so if there's anything that we're going to agree on, let us agree on being present for the children. Mm -hmm. And let's also agree on, let's not stay in that strained place. Let's do some work if we need to do some work for us too, the number one thing for secure children is for a secure family.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that I think is, if it's parenting our children to work on our marriage. Mm-hmm. If that's not an option, let's come to some agreements, or some negotiations that say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to be as well as we can for our kids.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think about, you know, we've, t- I feel like I've talked about rupture and repair. That's mm-hmm. what came to mind as you were, you know, sometimes dads just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes dads feel like they've already blown it.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and maybe they have.
0: And maybe they have.
1: And maybe we have.
0: And that, but that's, kids are so resilient. And so talk a little bit about just the, the magic
1: mm-hmm.
0: of rupture and repair mm-hmm. in a healthy attachment.
1: Yeah. Well, one of the things back to father hunger is that father hunger will always work to your advantage if you use it. right? And what I mean by that is that even if there's significant rupture in the relationship, your kids will always still be hungry for you, dad. Mm. Uh, right. And they will always still want to be with you, even if they've been hurt by you. And so if there is a movement like, Hey, I've blown it. If there is a movement of the, of the man towards the the child again, that says, I am sorry. I want to work on things, even if it might take some time of healing and, and, and what, what have you, uh, it, it can happen, right? The kids are resilient and they want to be with their with their dad. They want to have that kind of relationship. Uh so the magic that happens in rupture and repair is that uh I, I just think it's the the repentance that actually creates the space of safety. That when I come back, I've blown it, I recognize, I own that I've blown it. And I come to you in some level of repentance and I come to you saying, Hey, I messed up and I want to be in relationship with you. That movement of vulnerability actually says, Oh, he cares enough about me in this relationship that he, he wants to bridge that gap. He's willing to, he's willing to appear weak or, or, you know, they messed up and uh, before me. And so that movement really means a lot so that next time he blows up, I actually have hope that he'll be able to do that again Mm -hmm. and again and again. Mm -hmm. And then we can kind of co-create and learn, Hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to mess up again Mm -hmm. uh, kind of thing. So that's where the magic happens is Mm -hmm. it actually creates a tighter bond knowing that we can survive the break. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So let's walk through a scenario of -hmm. what that might look like. Okay. Um, So dad's blown up and mom. Didn't see it. Okay. But here's.
1: But she she knows the pieces.
0: She hears blow by blow Mm -hmm. later that day after Mm -hmm. school. Dad comes home and there's like, you could slice a knife through the (laughs) tension in the home. Mm -hmm. And so, what does mom do? Mm -hmm. Does she, how does she talk to dad Mm -hmm. about how to repair? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I don't want to keep saying it depends, but. In, in kind of an ideal space and you're gonna to have to navigate your own relationship and what this looks like. But I would say, you know, to out of the presence of the daughter for the, the mom to come to the dad and say, hey, I know some things happened earlier today between you and our daughter and she's given me a blow by blow of her story of what happened. Can you tell me, can you tell me your story of what happened? right so really not not to put mom in the middle because it's not she's going to make a judgment of who was right or who was wrong Mm -hmm. but it is an honoring you honored the daughter to hear her story and you honored the husband to hear his Mm -hmm. right because we all know that there's not always one person totally bad and always one person totally good so let's honor each other and listen to the full thing and in the listening you're not listening for the right and the wrong You're listening for what was going on inside of him, right? Right, And so if there can be some awareness and curiosity and some kindness to what was going on for him, right, then he will more likely, I think, and I don't want to just put it, he, any person Mm -hmm. is more likely to, to listen to. So what would you like to do to repair with our daughter, Mm -hmm. right? That is a beautiful statement. Just what would you like to do to repair with her? And put it back on him. He needs to own it. You're not the policeman. You're not the judge. Like all that. You're just going to invite him back to the conversation now. Mm-hmm. And if he's like, "Well, I have no idea," then you can begin to like, "Well, let's think about this together, mm-hmm. right?" That you're on his team. You're going to help him think through that, and then, you know, go back to the daughter.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so yeah. those would be some places that I would think to start.
0: And I, I think a lot of times, I don't know. It seems like we get confused as to what, like when we go to repair, what is making an excuse for ourselves and what is inviting our child into a little bit more of our story and our inner landscape Mm -hmm. to, to help them be caught, to offer us kindness and empathy. It's not making an excuse, but it's inviting them in. It's actually modeling for them how we are in tune with our, in ourselves. Yes. Right?
1: Inviting them into our humanity.
0: Yeah. So wh- any thoughts on that? Like the difference between making an excuse and kind of opening up. Yeah. Feelings? I mean,
1: it's for whatever happened in the scenario we just talked about, it could be, you know, he had, you know, he just had to fire somebody or he just lost his job, or he's thinking about, you know, his his own family or you know parents or something like that. Whatever it might be, there could be something and it's not an excuse, right? But it it grants us understanding, and I think that the difference between an excuse and understanding is the level of can, compassion and kindness that mm-hmm. we bring to it, right? Mm-hmm. So that I think is something yeah. you can offer is understanding. So
0: model model that. Give us like yeah. a few sentences of you going into Sophie's room, and
1: and explain you know
0: offering a, a repair,
1: right? Well, so I would go into Sophie's room and I would say something like, Hey, so things didn't go so well between us earlier today, did it? Right. And just opening it up and saying, And I also want to recognize that I hurt you and I'm sorry. Okay. So that's, boom, we got to start right there. I hurt you and I'm sorry. And what that does is it brings down the defenses in the child. It makes sure that the child knows, like, I am coming into this space in a repair mindset. And not in any like, I'm gonna rehash what you did, or I'm not gonna continue this, this thing. It comes in, I'm I'm vulnerable and I'm walking in saying, I did something wrong and I'm sorry. And then to step into, and here's, you know, I wanna talk about what I did, but I want to know, I want you to know what was going on for me beforehand or in the midst of that or whatever. So she might have said something or, you know, whatever, I'll unpack what triggered in me, what was happening at work today or whatever and explain, but then very clearly say, you know, this is not an excuse to ever hurt you. That's not something I ever want to do. And I did, and I'm sorry. Right. But I want you to know, like, this is what kind of landmine you stepped on or the fire that you walked into when we began to interact. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yeah. And when, at what point would you invite her to share, like, and this is how it felt.
1: Right. Very quickly after that. Like after I say, Hey, this is what was going on for me. Then the, then the question is, and so what was that like for you? Mm -hmm. What was that like for you to have me say that or Mm -hmm. to have me blow up at you? Right. And all that. So Mm -hmm. I'm being invited into into her.
0: Yeah. And that, I feel like that takes a level of emotional intelligence. So it, and practice, right. That like, that just takes practice. If dad is not used to communicating that way or even being that aware of what actually is going on that would cause him to lash out. Right. And moms do. Right. Um, so that's something to work toward maybe.
1: Hopefully helpful. <laughs> yes. yes.
0: Um. Any ideas on, I mean, just as we kind of wrap up, thoughts on what are some wins for dad with daughters? Mm-hmm. You know, I talk about with moms, the win is just being intentional. Mm -hmm. It's not all the things you do or how frequently you do them. It's movement toward her. You've already won. Mm -hmm. And what would you say for dads and for moms to hear, like he's already winning because (laughs) he's doing this, I think might be encouraging. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, uh, if I can just steal your win. Yes. Just that he's moving towards her.
0: No, you have to come up with something original.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's, Uh, I, I will just stick with it, still a wind for him to be moving towards her, and uh, I think one of the things for a, a husband a dad to know is that some of the biggest wins come when he is able to speak and what I mean by that is i I just am so convinced that um, in kind of a theological statement first that uh, the, the woman the mother is called to co-create life with God in some in, in the ways of how you know the physicality of bringing a child into being a husband doesn't have that a man doesn't have that but where he co-creates life is through his words mm-hmm. and where words are spoken where they are words of affirmation or words of appreciation or words of... Uh, kind of recognition and celebration or blessing, those kinds of things, where those words are spoken, that there's something about just like life comes into the room, right? When, when, a, when a dad speaks that way to a child. And even we have the example of God the Father speaking those kinds of words over Jesus the Son, right? This is my son this is my daughter in whom, you know, whom I love and in whom I am well pleased when we have those kinds of words towards our children, they just bring so much, so much life. And they need to not just be like passing words and, you know, unimportant kinds Mm -hmm. of things. They need to be, you know, thought out and and intentional, but uh, easy wins are for you to speak words, Mm -hmm. words to your children. And to get into the habit of like inviting those kinds of words uh, and speaking those kinds of words over them mm-hmm. that uh, you recognize, you know, things with uh, especially with a daughter of things with her, for being her body, like your hair looks beautiful today, right? Those kinds of things. But then also you are so articulate. You are brilliant. The, 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 the beauty that you just created in this this masterpiece photograph or this drawing, uh, I'm so like those kinds of things that can be and an, if you want to say say like an easy win, that would be that would be one thing. But then another thing is to recognize that every minute of time spent together is an investment with her, and whether it's just sitting in the car. Going somewhere, whether it's inviting her out to the garage, dad, while you're kind of working in the garage, uh, whether it's just snuggling up on the couch and being together while you're watching a show, every minute is an investment in her, and so those kinds of wins are helpful too. And then finally, I would say to back to your vision and plan and, and all that, can you plan some very intentional times mm-hmm. that are just dad and daughter, mm-hmm. uh, right? and to bridge that gap, that gender gap between you, but just to say, hey, I wanna spend time with you because I just delight in you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are great. All of this has been great and I hope that it's helpful um, for moms just to begin to think what, where are there places in cultivating all of this and maybe feel free to show dad this video as well, okay. if that's appropriate. Um, we'll put some resources in the sh- in the notes of places maybe moms or dads could read and, and do a little bit more work. But thanks so much, Chris, for joining yep. us. Today. Happy to be here. Thanks for listening today. If you're curious about something you heard, check the show notes for links to learn more. And perhaps you'd like to check out one of the Fierce and Lovely mini courses for a deep dive into a particular parenting topic. That link is in the notes too. Fierce and Lovely is a proud partner of the Restore Universe, where like-minded practitioners and programs are all infused with the ReStory approach. Curious? Check us out at ReStoryUniverse.com.